Welcome to the Crystal Sparks Podcast. We are so glad you are here. Our one goal of this podcast is to grow your faith and help equip you to accomplish your dreams and your goals. Now here is Crystal Sparks. So I love to run and in the old neighborhood I used to live in, there was this street that we would run down and my friend and I would go running down it in the wee hours of the morning while it was still dark and there was this dog on the other side of the fence and it sounded like the dog from the sandlot. Do you guys know that dog? Like he's big, vicious, like this awful barking sound and the fence was there and so we were never really afraid of him but every now and then we'd come around that corner and we would forget that he was there and he would just come tearing and it almost would sound like he was gonna just rip through the fence and jump after us and we would jump from time to time and be a little bit frightened but then we'd remember that the fence was there and all fear would go away right and I began thinking about that because it's kind of a how negative people are in our lives they're all bark and no bite I love the scripture in Philippians 3 and it says this in Philippians 3 2 in the message it says steer clear of the barking dogs those religious busybodies all bark and no bite all they're interested in is appearances knife happy circumcisers I call them the real believers are the ones with the, the spirit of God leads to work always at this ministry filling the air with Christ's praise as we do it I love that so much because Paul is writing there to the church in Philippi and he's letting them know steer clear of those religious busybodies and I love what he calls them barking dogs all bark and no bite you know so many times we will find ourselves with those negative people those critics in our life it doesn't matter if you're leading the PTO if you're the room mom of your child's class maybe you're leading a big business or maybe you're just dealing with family and friends it doesn't matter who I'm talking to I think the one common thing is that there's just so many people who are negative and critical. And if you find yourself in that space, you're not the first one to be dealing with that. In fact, people all throughout the Bible dealt with it too. Moses had so many people complaining against him that he went to the Lord and said, what are you going to do with this negative, critical people that you called me to lead? Moses was pretty frustrated, right? Here he is leading over a million people through the wilderness, and all they did was complain and grumble. And then you look at Jesus. He had the fair Pharisees waiting at every single step to criticize him, to tell him what he was doing wrong. They were waiting for him to do something wrong instead of waiting for him to do something right. But one of my favorite stories about overcoming negativity is found in the book of Nehemiah. Nehemiah was a cupbearer to the king and he gets this vision from God that he's going to rebuild the walls and so he goes and he begins to do this great thing and as he's doing it in Nehemiah 4.2 it tells us this it says that Sambalot and Tobias came up and they said what are these feeble Jews doing will they restore things at will and by themselves and will they try to bribe their God with sacrifices will they finish up in a day will they revive these stones out of the heaps of seeing that they are burned. See, the critics didn't show up when he had the dream in his heart. The critics showed up when he began to do something about it. When he began to rebuild the walls, all of a sudden they came out of the woodworks. And I love that in the word it tells us the critics were there day and night. Day and night. 
And here's the truth about critics, is that they're usually just mad that you're going somewhere and they aren't. See, critics are critical of the area that they wish that they have. If you have somebody who's jealous about your finances, it's because they're struggling with money. If you have somebody who's critical about your parenting, it's because they feel like they're not a good parent. If you have somebody who's critical about how much you're doing for God, it's because they feel like they're not doing enough. See, people are always critical that when you're going somewhere and they aren't. The second thing I think about critics is that they, they want to stop you on your journey. They want to stop you from doing what God has called you to do. See, Sambalot and Tobias came out because they were critical that Nehemiah was doing something, that he had come from a foreign land and now he was rebuilding the walls that they themselves were capable of doing. And instead of partnering with the vision, they got critical of it. And instead of saying, hey, how can we be a part? They decided they were just going to stop Nehemiah from his journey and his purpose. So a few things that they said there that I want to highlight, because I think that critics still say the same thing. The first thing that they told him is, what are these feeble Jews doing? See, I think the thing that the that our critics want us to do is to question our strength and our ability. See, they were trying to make them look as weak and as insignificant as possible. And when people criticize you, it's always going to be to try to make the gift that God's given you seem small. It's going to try to make you feel like you're not enough, like you're lacking in some area. Why? Because they want to make sure that you feel as little as possible to keep them feeling big and to stop you from the progress that you have. Winston Churchill was the most heavily criticized figure of his time. People were so angry at him. He wasn't somebody who people celebrated and had parades for, right? He was totally criticized. He had so many critics. He had more critics than fans. He was kicked out of the office after the war. But you know what? Now today, if you go overseas, you'll see that there's schools named after him. There's statues. There's monuments. There's all these things. There's streets named after him. But it wasn't because at the time he was celebrated. See, a lot of times the things that we're doing for God aren't going to be fully recognized until much later. History will tell the full story of who we are. The next thing I want you to see that the critics were saying is will they restore these things at will and by themselves? See, here's the thing. You are one person, but with God, you are more than able to do all that he's called you to do. But what critics want to make you feel like is that you're isolated. You're all alone. In fact, they'll use language like everybody thinks this about you. Nobody even likes you. Nobody even likes this that you're that you're about. And whenever they start talking like that, it's because they want to make you feel like you're in this all alone. And whenever you find yourself like that, just know that Nehemiah was the same way. They tried to make him feel so small. And I love this because Jesus said that I will build my church. And so what he says is that, hey, hey, me with God, we're unstoppable. It doesn't matter if everybody likes me or everybody doesn't like me. I'm still going to do what God's called me to do because I love that the, what they're trying to make them feel there is that they are small and insignificant. The next thing is, is will they try to bribe God with sacrifices? Oh my goodness. I think this one totally cracks me up because what people will begin to do when they see you doing big things for God is they're like, 
Oh, they start being judgy about where you spend your money, how you spend your time, what you're doing. So you think that you can just make God do these things. I had somebody tell me one time that I prayed too bold of prayers. You can't pray and ask God for those things. Well, Jesus said anything that we ask for in his name that he'll give it to us. So why not? Why can't I ask him for those things? But what critics will do is they'll try to make you feel like you're bribing God. Like your relationship with God is so much uh, more insignificant than theirs right? And so the next thing is they tell them, will they finish in one day? Will they finish in one day? In other words, what they're saying is you're never going to make it. You're not going to stick through with everything that God has for you. You're not going to be able to accomplish it. This is going to take too long. See, here's the thing is that I'm not in charge of the timeline that God has me on, but I am in charge of just being faithful to what he's told me to do. But what people will do to you is they'll try to make you feel like this isn't going to last. There's no way you can stay through this much. I remember when we were raising the money for um, building our building for our church. I had so many people so critical. There's no way you'll be able to do that. Your church is just so young. All these critics. But you know what? Look at us now. We're about to be in our new building in just a few weeks. So I say that to say critics will always make it feel like there's too big of a chasm between where you are and where God's taking you. They were letting him know this could take forever. And you know what's so cool is when you read through Nehemiah, they finished the project even faster than they had anticipated. In fact, if I remember right, it's almost half the time than what they had thought it was going to take. You know why? Because when God gets in something, you're never alone. He begins to work along with you. The next thing that the critics said is, will they revive these stones out of the heaps of rubbish, seeing that they are burned? What he's trying to say is what you have isn't even sufficient to accomplish it. I remember whenever um, I had a dream in my heart to begin to start my online courses. And people told me time and time again, there's no way people will sign up. All you have is a computer. You don't have the equipment. You don't have the following. You don't have all the things. And what they were saying is what you're building with is rubbish. But what I love in God is, is when we just use what we have, he turns what we have into more than enough. He's always able to take it and multiply it. And here the critics were telling them all these negative things about what they were using and God got in the midst of it and it built beautiful walls and they were able to accomplish everything that God said. So I'll just encourage you as we close our time together. If you want an indicator of where God's taking you, listen to the negative things people are saying. If they're saying you're not called and not anointed, it's probably because you are called and you are anointed. If they're saying that nobody's with you and nobody's for you, it's because they know that people are getting on your side. They know that God's for you. If they're starting being critical about your walk with God, it's because they can see that you're getting close to them, to God. If they're getting critical of the stuff that you have, it's because they know that the stuff you have is all you need to get to where God's taking you. And if they're telling you that it's going to take too long, it's because your critics are announcing that God's about to do it in half the time. So, hey, I want you to be encouraged. I want to tell you, just like in Philippians, don't listen to those barking dogs. Do you just keep doing what God's called you to do? You keep running your race. And I'll tell you this, that at the end of it, your critics are going to see how God was for you all along. Thank you so much for listening to today's content. If you would like to further connect with Crystal, text the keyword CRYSTAL to 33733 and follow the prompts. We are so thankful you are a part of our community. Let's do something awesome for God this week.